We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is up, everyone? Welcome to the Rotowire DFS show. My name is Jack Burkhart. You can find me on Twitter at Jack Burkhart. And I am joined by my lovely co hosts, Jordan Cooper and Ryan Belongi. We are here to discuss Saturday, tomorrow's four game Premier League slate. And friends, I take no pleasure in reporting this to you. It is a Manchester City slate. We couldn't get them in an island game. So we have a four gamer where Manchester City are massive favorites. So if we just do a quick look at the odds, Line movements has actually been going towards Manchester City's favor. So they're hosting Leeds United, who have hired Sam Allardyce, who, you know, he might be good as good as Jurgen Klopp and Pep Guardiola. People are asking the question. And I mean, just huge win odds, huge clean sheet odds. Their implied goal total eclipses two, almost two of the other games on the slate. It's going to be a slate centered around Manchester City players. We're going to have to discuss how to tackle that. Um, other games that we're looking at, Tottenham are hosting Crystal Palace. Just a brutal game last weekend as a Tottenham fan. Just total humiliation. So let's not talk about that anymore. But they're pretty big favorites. That might be a low-scoring game against Palace, though. Chelsea are only slight favorites on the road against Bournemouth, which is uh, kind of weird, but Frank Lampard has been horrible. And you have Wolves, again, hosting Aston Villa as a pick'em. So, Jordan, I looked at DK Sportsbook, and they are posting Erling Haaland at plus 110 to score a brace or better. So... <laughs> How, how do you approach slates like this? And what do you think about this slate overall when you have such a dominant player that's going to basically decide everything from the outset? You play Manchester City, end of show. I mean, like, it's... it's, it, <laughs> it's uh, Obviously, the main thing about playing Man City on the slate is the pricing. Is that, you know, these are expensive players. But he's minus 400 any time to score, Erling Haaland. Like you mentioned, plus 110 for a brace or better. So like that's nearly 50% chance at at least 24 points. Right? Now obviously on a slate where where Holland is 11-3, it's a four game slate. You could survive a goal. Right? One like if he scores one and doesn't get on the screen, doesn't have an assist or anything just scores his one scores one goal, maybe ends up with 16-17 points. That's survivable, but you still have to make up those points with other people. I mean, like, like the the thing is, is on this slate, I think the first the strategic decision you have to make for GPPs, not just cash games, because we'll talk about cash in a second. In GPPs, is do you want to get leverage by playing different Man City players? Or do you want to get different by playing no Man City players? It's a matter of not like, do you play Holland or do you not play Holland? Do you play Mares or do you not play Mares? Do you play Alvarez or do you not play Alvarez? Do you play Gundogan or do you not? Do you play four of them together? Or do you play zero of them together? I think, I think if you're going to go in, and I, I think, I'd be less likely in GP, in large, especially large field GPP, to, to do like Mares Holland, like because I think that's going to be the most popular combination forward. That as long as you don't do that, you're fine. But also understand that all these Man City players are, are correlated to each other. So if this ends up being just a one nothing Man City game, maybe you could survive 
and just get a get a, one of these other games is three to two, and you know you get one of those. You know Chelsea actually score uh, maybe you know something like that, or Aston Villa they're going for you know your Europa League spots and maybe that game. But I mean, you look at some of these games and you go, I don't know if any of those games are those games. <laughs> like like you look at those games and you go. No, I think it's more likely Man City just wins six nothing. Like, like I just think, especially with with uh, Leeds getting Big Sam now, uh, I think Big uh, Ryan. What is your take on Big Sam on Leeds? Makes them more defensively sound because we know Allardyce is a relegation. It's a Roy Hodgson, all these guys. Or Redknapp, I don't know if he's dead or whatever. Like these these retreads <laughs> that come in. They're very good at like this 4-4-2, you know, bunkering style, hope to get a goal on the counter or on a set piece. And they typically are fairly successful at being defensively sound, even though they'll lose in the process. To me, that just means that Man City just gets more possession, which means like the peripheral value of all these players actually goes up. So like... If anything, if I were to choose based on that narrative, it's like maybe maybe instead of playing Holland, you play Maris, Foden, Gunawan, those types of guys. And then we also have the elephant in the room of what happens if Kevin De Bruyne is in the starting line. Yeah, that is a big elephant in the room. So Kevin De Bruyne is questionable right now. I don't think we have him in our projected 11, but he's trained the past two days. So there's a whole potpourri of questions. This slate is a lot more straightforward to digest if Kevin De Bruyne doesn't start, because then you don't have a question about what to do with your second forward spot, because then you you have to decide if you want to fade KDB or not. And then if he starts, Manchester City have a Champions League semifinal leg at Real Madrid on Tuesday. Is he going to play more than 60 minutes? I mean, is Pep just going to treat it as a tune-up for... Kevin De Bruyne, if they're up 2-0 at halftime, sub them off at halftime. So there is going to be a lot of variance um, inside of... We're, we're just going to have to be ready and flexible to tackle that when the lineups come out an hour before lock tomorrow. Um, Ryan, you've been a Holland fader a lot in these spots, and we've been talking <laughs> about it a little bit, and it really does feel like Holland maybe goes over-owned a lot of times relative to his goal-scoring odds, especially in some of these slates where he was only minus 125. But how are you thinking about this slate um, when you have a piece like this? Yeah. Um, talking to you about it here and there, you know, fading Halland just hasn't worked. Uh, I've been trying it. You know, I thought he's always very popular. He's going to be very popular on this slate. Um, but he just scores every time. Um, so it's, you know, it's been costing me a lot of money. Um, might be time to just bite the bullet. And play him if you're just going to keep scoring. I mean, I guess there is a worry, though, with that Madrid game. I mean, it would be a worry for for Haaland, I think, more than some of the other players. Um, I don't think Pep would want to risk him. Pep wouldn't want to risk KDB. I mean, it seems like KDB is going to start. Obviously, you never know with Pep, but training the last couple days, and he hasn't started the last two matches. So, I mean it makes the decision for city a little bit tougher. If you have KDB starting and you're pretty sure he's going to get subbed um, in general. Yeah. With, I mean, there's a lot of questions. I'm sort of jumping around Sam Allardyce going to Leeds. Uh, I remember Sam Allardyce from his Bolton days. Um, it was always a tough place to go. I mean, his teams were always the ones that fouled the most, probably the the dirtiest, if you want to call it that, you know, wasting time, long balls, um, all that sort of stuff. You know, in this case, it just doesn't matter. I mean, you can have any kind of plan you want. This Leeds team just isn't good enough to, you know, City might be, City's probably the best team in the world. I mean, like you guys said, there's going to be a lot of floor points here plenty of goal scoring chances. I mean, Halland and KDB could easily get there in the first half. You wouldn't be surprised at all. Um, do you play, do you, if KDB starts, do you play, do you, do you in cash game? Like now, if we go to cash games, yeah, let's go like, for to it. me, to me in cash games, you would have what you would have to think that you play Mars and Holland. I mean, like, would I you prior- if, like- if you could only play one? Would you prioritize Mars over Holland? Like, would you play a, a cheaper forward to get in more like 
floor the rest of your lineup? Or is it just too easy to just like I think, set it and forget it and just go Mara's Holland? And then if KDB is in, like, do you do anything different? Do you play a 10K KDB in midfield for potentially him only playing 60 minutes? Yeah, no, I don't think so. I was just, you know, I was thinking that if KDB starts, it might be at the expense of Mares. I mean, I think the the last two times KDB started, Mares didn't start. So that's kind of what I was thinking. But yeah, it'd be nice if Mares starts. I think you just play Halland and Mares, right? Don't overthink it. I think Mares is more likely to go ninety. I mean, their their floors are similar. Their open play value is similar. Um, so yeah, I think you just go Halland Mares if if obviously if Mares is starting. So what are we going to do if Riyad Mahrez doesn't start in that case? So let's just say we get a lineup where we have Erling Holland at forward and then we have KDB starting. So then your options for Manchester City are going to be Julian Alvarez at 10.6K. Uh, I mean, that feels okay, but that's a little rich. And then you have Phil Foden at 10.3K if he starts. So I think he's in our projected 11. How would you handle that particular situation at the forward position? Would you still try to jam the two City guys and then like keep KDB? Like, What would your approach to that situation be? Well, for me, for I mean, for me, it really comes down to who else is available at forward. Because I'm, I'm. If we take a look at the rest of the rest of the positions on the slate, I think the weakest position on the slate is midfield. I think the strongest position on the slate is defender. Like I would really, from a from, I would really want to get an advantage. We're going to see people, maybe less in cash and more in GPP, try to do these. Holland Alvarez Mares lineups or like like have like three have played Kane and Holland together with Mares. And what that does is forces you into like 4K sub 4K defenders. We have defenders on the slate that could put up 10 to 15 points as a floor. And if they get on the score sheet on top of it, you're gonna be you you could be you could be down 20 or 30 points in your defender spots. So I'm prioritizing to me playing quality defenders. Maybe I end up playing a defender in the utility. Maybe one of the defenders is actually a really cheap defender, but I'm also playing two high floor defenders on top of it. Uh, but the, to me, the midfield position is the is the weakest. I mean, Mares fits in a forward or a midfield spot, so you could play him in a midfield spot. But like the pure midfield is like Olise, and then like you're done. And I don't know if Elise is a priority on the slate at at 8600. Uh, so with that being the case. It's like, do I want to play a 6K forward, right? Or do I want to play a 6K defender? Like, I look at Chilwell and Poro, and I go, would I rather play, have to play Ruben Diaz in one of those spots and then end up playing, like, I don't even know, Buendia, Maduke, or whatever. We'll talk about Chelsea, because I don't know what the hell's going on there. Uh, (laughs) It just feels like, you could be left in a spot where not having two Man City players in forward just kills you. I almost lean towards if you're willing to pay 9700 for Mares, and if KDB is in and Mares isn't, why not just play just play play Alvarez, play Foden for all? Just play one like like dude. I'm all. This may sound insane, especially coming out of my mouth. I wouldn't be opposed if Mares was not in. And KDB was to not play KDB and play Harry Kane in my second forward spot. Whoa, the all-time Harry Kane fader. Um, I just, I just don't think there's enough value at forward. And then, then what do you? You're, you're, you're essentially ending up in like these no man's land in midfield spots where mm-hmm. you're like, you're like overpaying a little bit for John McGinn or Douglas Louise. You can play Gundogan, okay. I'm fine with that at 6,200. Just feels like you're going, you're going to play a 5K forward, just so you could fit in like guys that like, dude. I'll find, I'll play, I'll play Conte at 3,900. I'll play Joe Gomez at 3,400. I'll play one of these 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 low cost midfielders rather than pay a low cost forward. That's that's what it feels like to me. That it's most likely my two forward spots will be Man City. That hurt a little bit, Jack, didn't it? Yeah, I can't I believe you that. said I that John that. McGinn was overpriced. I could hurt from a little the show bit. for that. Tell. 
for that, Jordan. No, we'll talk about it. <laughs> we'll debate this a little bit later. I think it's really compelling, though, because the forward position does feel like if you don't play Manchester City players, you are leave, you are left exposed. Like there could be a 20 point gap that you have to make up and maybe the salary that you get from going down isn't worth it. But let's at least talk about the other options. So if you can play two Manchester City forwards or play Holland and Kane, it's definitely a viable construction. But if you want to play Kevin De Bruyne, you have to do something like play a $3,900 Diego Costa. So Ryan mentioned this to me earlier. That seems very gross, but if it lets you play KDB, maybe it's okay. That's sort of the comparison about with the second forward and first midfield spot. Or you could look at someone like uh, Dango Otara. So I was kind of joking with Ryan and DMs that it feels like uh, this Bournemouth-Chelsea game should really be a pick And I think some of these Bournemouth guys could have a decent floor. So what do we think about the trade So it... How can we? How would we compare lineups that instead of starting Holland Mares, start Holland Utara, so that you can play Kevin De Bruyne? It, it my seems my like first thing is, I'll quickly say my first instinct is, why am I paying fifty eight hundred for Utara when I should be playing like defenders in that? Like it just feels like there. If I were to list Utara with any other fifty five k level players, which includes John McGinn which includes Ryan Christie even, right? Which includes Poro, Chilwell. It, incl- it includes, a, there, there are guys at five at 5K in the midfield and defender spot that I would rank above Dango. Like, so it's like the only reason I'd be playing Dango is because he fits a forward spot. Mm-hmm. And to me, on this slate, it's not a compelling enough reason to me. Like, it's just... Like if you're gonna do if you're gonna do that, you're doing that because you're you're fading Holland. You're fading saying you're basically saying I could survive a goal from Holland and I'm just gonna fill up the rest of my lineup accordingly. But I don't think you're I don't think you're sack I, I this all leads to this would be so much easier if Kevin KDB just doesn't start. Well then it's so easier to spend worry it about twice. it. Yeah. But I'm I'm but I'm I'm still leaning that if if De Bruyne is in and Mara's is it? Like we we didn't. What happens if they're both in? I'd still play Mara's. I'll do Mara's Hall. I'll do, still do Mara's Hall regardless. But if Mara's isn't in, like I still I still feel like I get there's more value at getting upside at forward than getting a six point floor from Dango in a in a spot where I could get six points from anyone in any spot, yeah. right? And Harry Kane is compelling. He's minus 125 to score. He's the He's got the shortest goal odds for any non-Manchester City forward. I don't know, Ryan. What do you think? What do you think about these alternative constructions? Do you think there is maybe a bit more merit to spending down at your second forward spots? Or have you found Jordan's argument persuasive? Um, I think this is only if Mares doesn't start. I think based on everything we've said, it's pretty simple that you just play Mares and Haaland if they both start. But yeah, if Mares isn't in there, I think I'd be more okay with Costa I mean I don't really care that he doesn't have a floor I care that I think he'd be a thousand dollars cheaper than any other forward more than that actually maybe 1500 more than any other even eligible forward so I could get KDB if I wanted I could get multiple expensive defenders if I wanted maybe he lets you get Ederson um and you know he is home against Villa maybe you know maybe he scores you a goal but I I you know, I don't want to do it. It's only if I was playing Halland and KDB and Mars didn't start. I just feel like the price difference is enough if he's actually the only option down there. Yeah. I I think it does allow you to get up to Aderson and beef up your other spots. So at the cost of not having a Mares or a Foden or someone of that type, you would have Aderson, who you feel can kind of counter at least one goal from one of those spots. But maybe you are. Out of these, out of these guys, though, let's say, let's say, let's say, KDB doesn't start. And we have the projected lineup. Our projected lineup at Roto Wire is Laporte, Diaz, Akanji, a three man back line. We now have like John Stones and Rodri are like the defensive midfielders. Mares, Foden on the wings, Gundawan, Alvarez, mid- central attacking midfield, and Holland up top. Like, I mean, it from a from a minutes perspective, it wouldn't it's more likely that like what happens is like Grealish comes on for Foden, right? Like it's, isn't it more likely in this type of setup that 
if they're up, like Holland's more likely to be subbed than Alvarez and Alvarez just plays up top for the rest of the game. Like it, it feels like to me that the safest players in this, if we have this exact predicted 11 are Mars and Alvarez, like Gundogan is more likely to come off for KDB. Right. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I agree. You know, I, I think Mars is the safest player, but just because I don't think he's going to start at Madrid, like if I was wrong about that, but maybe, but yeah, it seems like Mares and Alvarez, those guys who probably won't start at Madrid. I mean, it's tough, it's tough to guess what Pep's going to do, but yeah, yeah, I agree. But I'm making the more of the case of Alvarez over Foden. If like in the spot of 10, six versus 10, three. Uh, oh, right. That well, like, if you, if you, if you have, let's say Mares isn't in and you're like, I want two forward players from Man City. Like, it's just, I feel think... like like I'd rather take Alvarez, and also we've seen that that you know set pieces from Man City aren't like are kind of semi fluid thing. Like Alvarez has taken a corner or two. Foden takes sometimes Foden takes a lot, and sometimes he takes none. And so KDB sometimes takes them all, and sometimes he doesn't take any. I mean, like like you're really not playing these guys for at those prices for like oh maybe he gets four corners. But I just feel I feel like in this setup, you have on on the the thumbnail, Jack. You have Joel Alvarez in the thumbnail. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, for GPPs, he's going to be one of the low. He's going to be lower owned than Holland or Mares in this type of predicted eleven. But just even for cash games, like if you're going to play two Man City guys in in your, in your forward spots, and Mares isn't in, is 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 it weird for me to say that like? I definitely prefer Alvarez over Foden. I don't think that's weird at all. Um, I think I would have extreme minutes concerns about Phil Foden. He hasn't been starting lately. I don't know the whole story behind that. Has he been injured, Ryan, Phil Foden, or is he just out of favor? I mean, I think it was a little bit of both. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to see. He was definitely out of favor for a little. I don't know how long he's been healthy for. Yeah, um, Jordan, no, I don't think you're crazy, but I think – you know, if it was KDB, Alvarez, and Foden, we're talking all three of those guys in, I think you, you could, could be pretty confident that Foden and KDB split the sets. Um, Alvarez was taking the corners when KDB wasn't in the last two matches. I don't think he's taking any when, when they're both in. I mean, I guess I don't think. Um, so, but yeah, Brian, I, let, me give you, let me give you a situation. Let's say the starting lineup, no Mares. KDB is in. So basically, Mara's out, KDB in. It's the same predicted 11 that we have. If I told you that Foden and KDB were most likely, I mean, 100% likely, to only play 60 to 65 minutes, and Alvarez played 85 to 90, who would you prefer out of the three? Yeah, Alvarez. I mean, you want well, the that's, that, that's kind of the point that I'm trying yeah, to, I I'm mean, trying to decipher so- that. That like right. I can't pause if KDB starts. I I can't see him going ninety. No, I can't. And can we either. agree on that? And I think yes. if Foden starts, the only way that he goes ninety is if there's no expectation that he's even going to play in the mid in the midweek. And I'm not sure if that's the case. So I think Foden plays seventy max anyway. It just it feels like based on the squad that they have, and who's likely going to start midweek. Why not just have Alvarez out there for 90 minutes, even if Holland comes out at 60 and Alvarez just plays up top at the rest of the game? Like, it seems like Alvarez actually has more likely to play 90 than Holland, right? Because if Man City goes up 2-3-0, it's like, why are we... Like, dude, get out, get out of here. We don't want you to get injured or anything. Yeah, I mean, I pretty much agree with all that. I guess uh, it, a little pushback would be, I could see Foden playing 90. Just, I know, like, I agree with your arguments but if he's not going to be used in the madrid game you know three up 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 three or four nothing you, i could see him leaving Foden out there but yeah i agree with you i want the minutes and uh make a good case for alvarez yeah and i don't know like it wouldn't surprise me if Foden wasn't in pep's plans on tuesday so you're saying you're not sure it, i don't know i feel like i've uh, left i entered this conversation and i've left more confused about what i want to do it feels <laughs> it feels like we're drawing well, lots it, well it could, i mean dude we could have a situation where Foden doesn't start and grealish does oh and that's even more annoying because grealish is 8800 at a midfield spot what happens if bernardo's in there i don't think he's gonna be but 
if I don't play him, he's going to score a brace. That's what's going to happen if Bernard. Maybe he just fade all these city guys in tournaments. Yeah, I mean, maybe. Like, we've been talking, we've been moaning and groaning about KDB going only 60 minutes, but I mean, Holland could only go 45 and still only score one goal. I mean, even in like good spots where he's been really chalky, he's, he scores a goal and then all the Holland people are like, yeah, Holland, I got my goal with 80% of the field. And he only scores 16 points. So maybe we can talk about that more in tournaments, but he does, he feels quite risky. I mean, are we just playing Holland because the rest of the field is like, is he even optimal in cash games with all of these systemic risks? He's minus on? 400 to score Jack. He's plus <laughs> one to score brace, dude. You know, champions league slates. Oh yeah. Right. Ronaldo plus in you know, a minus a million. I mean, like it's, it's that type. It's 11. You're, you're right. You're right. Like it, it becomes, it becomes just a, the variance, the range of outcomes is very is much more bimodal. It's not, you know, it's not it's not nice like playing a Madison or an Elise or you know, those types of guys. But it's like his median his median outcome. It is 16 points. It's 16, say. right? Yeah. Is is 16 points okay. as it is. So it just happens to come in big spurts more than anything else. Yeah. So that's more of a tournament consideration, I guess, because right. yeah. And we can talk about forward position from a tournament point of view moving on. But we've been talking about, you know, what to do with our forward and how we want to sort of spend a little bit less in our midfield spots. So maybe we can transition to midfield. So KDB 10K, Jordan, you're advocating not playing him. Even if he does start, so you would just look to plug in Mares and Holland. Who would you like to play at midfield? Who look like the best price adjusted plays to you? I mean, I mean, I, I would love to play Olise, but you're not going to be able to put it. You're not going to be able to afford him. Are you sure about that? Elise has been splitting set pieces with Eze. So that's a road game against Tottenham. Not that that's like prohibitive necessarily. He still has a high floor. I mean, it's it's, it's okay. But I'm, I'm just saying he's like, he's not even close to a priority. Say, I, I would do the same thing with Perisic at 7,800. Like I, I would, yeah, I would love to play him. But I mean, I don't I don't know how, how you play him with, with, with Man City. So like, then you go down and you start going... Now you get into this range like Gundogan at 6,200, right? In a game where if Man City has 75 plus present possession and Gundogan is, has, remember, Gundogan's not playing as a defensive midfielder in these, in, in, in Pep's system anymore. This is, he's now playing much more these. He's got John Stones and Rodri behind him. So like 6,200, he could, even if he only plays 70, 75, he's obviously much cheaper than the other Man City attackers. But I mean, he could have three shots on goal, four chances created. I mean, like if they continue with possession, even without a goal or an assist, he could be on some free kicks. I mean, I'm I'm much more willing to play Gundogan at 6,200 over some of these other guys in this range. But then we have guys like uh, like Douglas Luiz and Ruben Neves and John McGinn and and Phil and, and Ryan Christie and. Like it just it feels like in this range, from a lineup construction perspective, I feel like what am I? How am I getting burned by playing by not playing Ruben Neves at fifty seven hundred and playing like a thirty five hundred dollar midfielder as a punt with being my only punt in my lineup now, and now I have like two six k defenders. Right, like I, I, just, I just feel like I look at this five K range and go, I would play Poro and Chilwell over any of these people, no problem. So, like, how could I? I can't consider them a priority at all. I'm much more likely to play two cheap midfielders than play any any of these guys. I really like this mid range for midfield from a tournament point of view because you have guys who can score twenty points if they happen just to get that one goal because there are some like modest floors available. It might be a little rich from a cash game point of view though. I just have a couple points to respond to you. So I read really in the weeds with stats for my article this week and Ilkay Gundogan in his last four starts, he is more attacking, but he only has like thirteen touches in the box. So I don't know. I haven't watched all the games perfectly. It, he is in a more forward position in principle, but he's not really becoming that goal threat and he's not making as many runs into the box necessarily. Um, someone in the chat or Ryan, feel free to object, object they're to that. Leads. They're playing oh. leads with Sam Allardyce. Yeah. I, I mean, that's going to, that's going to be increased. Yeah, I would think so too. Um, but I was going to say, I, I played Gunduan last week for or just a few days ago for 5,400 and he got me like three points in 90 minutes or something. So 
I was yeah. thinking about that. I don't know. Like just from a tournament point for, for cash, it's fine, right? You have a key piece in the biggest favorite, but maybe from tournaments, he's going to get steamed a little bit. You think, and if, I don't know. It feels a little bit unreliable to me. So take that for what it's worth, or you can fade me, uh, whatever. Um, Douglas Louise has been splitting set pieces with John McGinn when he started at, when he started as a right midfielder. So I don't really even think you can consider Douglas Louise necessarily. I think John McGinn's a really good play. He's run like 12 fouls in the last two games, which feels like a bit of an anomaly, but I think he's been really productive in that role. So as a GPP target, I really like that. But um, Ryan from cash games, do you maybe disagree with Jordan? Do you want to attack one of these? one of these uh, mid-range prices, or are you looking to more um, lower range options in your constructions? Um, I guess I'm not really going to prioritize it. I don't know. I've been thinking thinking more about forward. I don't know what, what why. I, I was thinking about Jordan mentioning Kane, and I've sort of been warming to that idea that maybe just these midfielders doesn't matter spend up at two forward spots, punt at midfield, get the good defenders. Yeah, that I don't know. That's starting to look better. I don't mind McGinn. I think it's a fair price. No, I don't mind. I just want to make it clear. I would prefer to play McGinn over a $3,500 midfielder, just that in order to do that, I'm going to have to sacrifice one of the defenders that I want to play or pay down at forward, and it just feels like like that isn't that isn't the option. Me, I think the team I, I I wanted to clarify more because it fits into more of these midfield and defender spots or cheap forwards is Chelsea because Bournemouth is a good spot. I mean, like like you have to expect this game. It, it, if Chelsea are going to score and get right, it would be in this game, but you never Fuck know. Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, 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 no. Okay, so I, I was going to say the, the like, problem is that uh, what I'm asking is that. Like anyone that's in the predicted starting eleven, like as is liable to only play like forty five minutes. Like other than probably like Chilwell and Conte, I think like those are like the only two that yeah, I can so see. I can see anyone coming in at any time. I've thought this about Chelsea, you know, for a month now, and trying to take shots on these Chelsea guys for a month now, and you just you just lose every time because they're so bad and Lampard's so bad. And it's almost like Chelsea are getting worse. You can't believe these lineups he's rolling out there either. I mean, so I don't even know if it's that good of a spot. Is anything a good spot for Chelsea anymore? This Bournemouth <laughs> team has won four of five, I believe 12 points out of 15, absolutely flying at home. Now Chelsea, I mean, no confidence who knows who's going to play, how long they're going to play. I mean, Chilwell's fine, but just for me looking at this slate, I've lost money by not playing Haaland recently, and I've lost money by playing Chelsea. So maybe just forget about Chelsea, play Haaland. No, and you go gotta from there. do that. You gotta keep on doing it until you get back to even. Yeah, you're not doing. anymore, man. I think <laughs> it's, it's over for Chelsea. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'd take a shot like on some one-offs for tournaments. Of course, some of these guys could score a goal, and they're cheap. Maduke, Sterling. Uh, Mudrich, yeah, the, the, whoever the they're all problem in the taking the shots is that, like, I can't see. I mean, oh, look, they're cheap. Like, oh, Havertz is 7k. It's like Havertz was playing 90 almost every game, but now Lampard's back. Now, yeah. now we don't know. Like, dude, we, I, I, I look down, I'm like, wow, Christian Pulisic is 4,300. When, <laughs> when do we ever see that? I mean, and then you take a look, it's like, oh, they have like 7 million people. Like, where's yeah. the team's the etch? Like, it, I, like, you can't. No matter who's in the starting lineup, I can't expect them. I almost have to pro project them all, other than Chilwell and Conte, for sixty minutes. Like, 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 some yeah. some will play ninety, but who the hell? Which ones are they going to be? So they they have to make value in that small amount of time. But and if you can predict the, who's going to play ninety, I think they're 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 cheap. If you want to take a shot, part of the pro yeah, I do too. But like, part of the problem is also they. They don't really have the floors you think they would. Like Chelsea, they're not like – they don't have possession. They're not really creating chances. I mean, they've been forced to attack in some of these games because they, they're losing. But I don't know. You know, from someone who's been trying to play these Chelsea guys and then watching the game, you just feel like, what am I doing? Um like Chan, Chan says, Pooley God. I mean, there's, I could get behind <laughs> that because he's only 4,300. Um, 
So, I, yeah, I could get behind. <laughs> I could get behind Pulisic. I like that comment. But, I mean, Chelsea offers no hope for me. I'll probably just go somewhere else. They're so bad. Like, it's a small sample, but they're terrible. They scored one goal since April started. One goal in, like, five But they have a lot to make up in one game. Yeah, they're due. Yeah. Right. yeah. Right. I mean, yeah, usually I don't, like, think like this, like you said, Jordan, but I've tried with Chelsea over and over, and it just – the Lampard's terrible, and they're terrible, and they don't have the players, and I don't know. Yeah, and I looked at this game log with the mid-April fixture against Wolves, and you'd think, okay, Chelsea should at least like dominate possession against Wolves. And like Chelsea allowed fantasy opportunities to Wolves. <laughs> like this goes back to a Bournemouth points. I'm fine targeting some of these Bournemouth guys and GPPs. Same, same with Brentford. I watched that whole home match against Brentford. We thought it w- should be a pretty good spot. Brentford are a much different team on the road. Okay, yeah, Chelsea's going to get right here. I mean, they were clearly the second-best team. Basically, for the whole game, I couldn't believe it. Felt like a donkey playing Chelsea, guys, and I'm kind of sick of feeling like that. Yeah, but um, if you do have to punt in cash games, and Golo Conte does seem fine. He's been a little bit more forward lately. I think in the previous game, he was more just like solidly a midfielder, but it seems like his more forward position likelihood hasn't been priced into his 3,900. Um who else am I missing? Jordan, are you advocating playing like two 4K midfielders in the cash game construction and just like yeah. saying, screw it, I'm going to play Conte and then uh, uh, who? Uh, freaking Joe Rothwell. I don't know. Actually, don't right. play Joe Rothwell. He gets subbed early. Joe Gomez seems okay. At right. That's what I'm saying. That, I mean, those are the two that I like Conte and Gomez. Hoiberg, I mean, 4,300. I mean, it's a little. Mateus Nunez. Yeah. You know, I mean, dude, if you were to say just pick like. What your your second midfield spot is the lowest priced midfielder with a green dot like that that wouldn't be that far off from from anything that you would play. I mean, you're essentially punting a, a spot so you could just play pay up at defender and pay up at forward. Like that's fine. Yeah. But so I mean, it, what if what if we you know I'm we're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I wanted to mention that I'll be looking at the Wolves lineup because we might get Pedro Neto for 3600 He's probably one that you'd play in cash. I'm, I'm serious. I mean, no, no, yeah, no, 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 I'm not joking about, either. <laughs> talking about Neto. Neto's the longest running. If he plays, we'll right. play him. We'll and he did last time, you know, and he, and he got there and played. You know, I don't know if. Played 83 but, minutes. Yeah, it, Jack, he played 83 minutes. It feels like one of those, like, Luper Tegi lets the guys out there to show everyone why he hasn't been playing them. Like, you know, just they're getting oh, crushed uh... <laughs> 4-0, 5-0, 6-0. Okay, you guys have been clamoring for Neto and these guys. Let's just leave them out there. Um, <laughs> anyways, like, the um, thing is Hugo Bueno. Like, we were talking about defenders. So, might get Hugo Bueno at 4,100. And then I bring that up because 
I think there'll be other cheap defenders that people might play too. You might have Toti for 26 and maybe someone, but anyways, what I'm saying is maybe you could play Bueno over Chilwell if you wanted to spend up at one of the midfield spots. I don't think it's like crazy if you're playing Poro, Bueno, and then, I don't know, maybe Toti or maybe a city Ruben center Diaz back. Ruben Diaz at 3,200? Yeah, well, let, so, yeah let, Ruben Diaz, he would be the other one. But if you wanted to get to one of those mid spots, because like I would want to get to McGinn, and I kind of agree about Christy too. I would get, I wouldn't mind getting to Christy. I mean, he's better than all these other guys we've mentioned. Um, so yeah, I don't know, something to consider at least. Uh, Ch- Chan's question in the chat, who's the better play, Perisic versus Poro? Oh, I think Poro by Poro. a mile. Yeah, Perisic, um, Poro's t- taken all but one of the corners since Ryan Mason's taken over. So I think it's safe to assume that Poro's on at least most of the corners. And Perisic might And he might fits in a them. defender spot rather than yep. a midfield spot. Yeah. And he's cheaper. And, and he's Poro's cheaper. been And Poro's been taking shots. So yeah, easy game. I'm the Tottenham whisperer. Go Poro. And I hope Perisic doesn't score. After I mean, in a perfect that. world of defense at, at, at Ryan, you'd play Poro Chilwell, right? I mean, like. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You would play Poro Chilwell. Yeah. And I, I would I would rank it for a one Chilwell too. Yeah, me too. By a I wide just, margin, like, I'm, I think. I'm wondering, like, wouldn't, like, just on his own, is Hugo Bueno, like, a decent play or no? no I, He's I better than all the midfielders. Play, I would rather play Hugo Bueno than N'Golo Conte. I mean, I'd play, I'd play, I mean, to me, I view Bueno, like, I'd, I'd rather save the 1,400 and play Bueno than play McGinn at 5,500. So, like. Bueno, I, in a perfect world, I will play Poro Chilwell Bueno, but I don't think we're going to get that perfect world that I'm able to right. do that. So basically my question is, is Bueno a good enough play that you can play him over Chilwell? Or is that a stretch? No, I, I think price consideration, I think they're, I think they're, I think that's fine. I think I'm much yeah, more likely to do that than play him over Poro. Like the $300 difference between Poro and Chilwell, to me, I'll play, I'm playing Poro. I mean, for like sure. To me, yeah. that's easy. What do we do? How about how about uh, dare to mention another Chelsea player, Cesar Aspilicueta at three k. Three k. I've looked at some constructions where I have a utility spot and I have three k. I'm like, well, let's play Dave. What could go wrong? I mean, I mean that seems it's fine a warm to me. body. <laughs> it's yeah. I mean, I fine. I didn't even see that, but I have constructions that had Ruben Diaz, so. Yeah, Chilwell seems fine. Maybe even better. Right? Do you, would you rather play Cesar Aspilicueta at three K? Let's say you had thirty two hundred in the spot. Would you rather play Aspilicueta or Diaz? <laughs> that's a that's a tough question. Actually, I don't know. Oh, I, I definitely play Diaz. Why? Why are you hesitating? Well, you might have some. Yeah, you know, you might have some assist upside with with Aspilicueta in there. You have goal upside with Diaz off of set pieces. We we're just talking yeah. about how Leeds are going to concede yeah, plus 750, 750 goal scoring odds. That's not that much upside. Well, more upside. I, I just one one upside. random thing I'll say. Uh, semi related. Semi. It semi relates to this, but Havertz hasn't been in there for a while now, and he's the only guy that Chelsea have to cross to. And I was sort of kicking myself a few times when I. Played Chelsea fullbacks, expecting them to cross. Even going back to Reese James and Chilwell, and you see guys, you see they have, you know, Sterling and Pulisic in there, or Sterling and Felix, and they don't cross. I mean, so I just bring it up for Aspiliqueta. He'll at least try to cross to Havertz. I mean, given how much you're going to pay, it sounds more important for that consideration with Chilwell, even. So I mean, yeah, but yeah, Chilwell will be on corners and stuff. So I mean, and, you know, one more them. thing, thing about Chilwell. Um, I got you know they lined up in a back four against Arsenal, and Chilwell still got as far forward as he could whenever he had the chance. Uh, he had he was one on one with Ramsdale a couple times. Should have scored one of them. Just I don't know to ease people's concerns. If, if you want to play Chilwell and he's in a back four instead of on the wing, it's like pretty much the same thing when they're when they're playing with three central midfielders like Kovacic, Conte, and Enzo, like Chilwell's still going to get as far forward as possible. Yeah. I think I agree with you both overall. Like the mid, the defenders seem like the best price adjusted plays because you want to play Poro. 
Chilwell is probably better than all of these mid-ranged options that we've been discussing. Hugo Bueno just seems he's better than all the cheap midfield options that we've been discussing. And if you have, if you punt at a utility, Ruben Diaz and Espliqueta and Toti, they all seem fairly fine. Um, one name I wanted to ask about at Defender, and forgive me for being a little bit gigabrained here, uh, Matias Vina, 4,300 for Bournemouth. He has like, he's been shooting. This is a GPP move only, Jordan. I see you shaking your head. But he's, he, in one of his starts, he was bombing forward, and I think he got hurt. So, Ryan, do you have any takes on Matias Vina, or should I just uh, chill? I mean, out I like that you brought it up. up. You brought him up because he is surely an attacking player. You're right. I, I watched both those Bournemouth matches, I think, and I mean, any chance, yeah, he's going to fire a shot. He's going to try to get in the box. And, I mean, he has some skill with his left foot. So, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. He's got some upside, no floor. but I mean, he has upside. I'm just – I would rather have a – if he was 3,300, I'd be much more inclined. Right. Or maybe if 40. Bournemouth was home against Leeds or something. Or, right. I just you know, look really at 4,300 Ravini and go, why aren't I playing Hugo Bueno? I mean, like, why – Why? Well, I for- mean, why – like, it feels like, what am I getting? Like, yes, in a GP, like, I would play Vina with Neto in a GPP with no Chelsea pieces. Like, like that would make a little bit more sense. Like, sure. I, there, there's, there's obviously upside. Just like, hey, Moreno, there's upside. To, like, we could, we could name all these guys in this 4K range. It said a lot of times a defender, the 4K defenders are the worst options because, they're typically not significantly enough better than the 3K options, and they're nowhere close to the 5K and 6K options. Like, that's the reason why you pay up at, at defenders, because there's the defenders that are at the top are typically technically underpriced, right? Like, like really, on this slate, Poro should be, like, 8400 and Chilwell should be, like, 7500 Like, on this... And that's how they should always... Th- those type, like... Trippier should always be like 9K at defender only because of the positional scarcity. They always, and the fact that you could even get a clean sheet bonus at defender that you can't get at other positions that like that, the opportunity cost a defender. I, no matter, I see people do it all the time. We've talked about it before that go, I'm going to jam in as many goal scorers as possible and then punt twice at defender. And just look at the results, download the CSVs over and over again. And you'll see that sacrificing points at defender when you have defenders that can put up 15 plus, you're just not going to score enough goals in the other spots to make up. Like you need to score like two goals in the rest of your lineup just to make up the points to begin with. And then hope to score four more goals on top of that, that typically, you know, playing two guys that get three points is not a winning move. One of the things I've noticed from studying the Sharps cash game lineups, if you follow me on Twitter, I do this, and they're always spending more at Defender than I am. And it, it is, it, I think it just goes to show that this is a good point. Like, Defenders just have such like a stable floor, and then you don't have to eat the variance as much. So they always do. Right. It has a stable play. floor while there are not many that do. And the ones that don't, like, you're left with two points in your life. Like, you're left so far behind and you have to roster two defenders. It's not like it's a utility position. You yeah. have to roster two. Yeah. And so many players in soccer DFS, maybe compared to other sports, can just like score two points. So it feels like when you have players who have that floor, you kind of just want to lock that in. Um, yeah. And I only mentioned Vina. It's just kind of a Galbrain GPP move. I'm going to imagine I'm going to be playing a few Bournemouth-centric lineups. And so if I have 200 and Bueno, I just well, make yeah, that Vina playing, and it makes sense. Playing someone over Bueno, playing someone over Bueno is fine because – yeah. He's got plenty of five-point outcomes, and, you know, at one guy's going to be 25% owned and one guy's going to be 5%. I mean, Yeah, he's not like a first guy in the lineup. I just think it might uh, right. sprinkle if I want to use an overused uh, tout word. Um, any other thoughts at Defender? Because I have a thought at Goalkeeper. So oh, you Ryan, got the wheel? Do you got the wheel? I'm not doing the wheel. The wheel's been canceled because the last two times the wheel went, we had like an early Emmy Martinez exit. And um, I think the other one, there was an own goal on Sam Johnson. So thought, the wheel is Johnst- the wheel. I is... thought we did the wheel with Johnstone and it worked out when I was gone. Well, you were gone and now you're here. So oh. it doesn't work. But that, but so this time you actually have an actual goalkeeper take? I have an a- Well, yeah, trust me. I have an actual goalkeeper. So if you were watching our videos during World Cup, Ryan and I talked about the sibling correlation. We advocated for playing both Hazard brothers in a Belgium slate. Now, 
if Pedro Neto starts for Wolves, if I look to the cheapest home goalkeeper, that's Bournemouth's Neto. So, Ryan, is this a correlation <laughs> that we can't possibly ignore for our goalkeeper selection? <laughs> yeah, I mean, just lock them in, right? Lock both Netos in. The Neto correlation. You heard it here first. Breaking I think he's ground. the best goalkeeper play for Price on the slate anyway. I mean, oh yeah, for he, sure. I mean, Chelsea me scored Pesca, one goal. I, I'm more. I think I'm more likely to play like Sa. Obviously, they're the home underdog goalkeepers, Sa or Neto, in my lineup. I don't think I'm going to have the money to pay up for Ederson, right? And I think if yeah. you're going to pay up a goalkeeper, you just you're you're paying for Ederson or or going down, which means like guys like Kepa and like Emmy Martinez are going to be like lower owned, but. It's goalkeeper. Like, come on. Spin the wheel. Good luck. Yeah. And just uh, spin the wheel when you're not on the show. Otherwise, we're trusting the Neto correlation. Yeah, Neto is the best play at goalkeeper, I feel like, just because of his price, the context of the slates, and Chelsea have only scored one goal since April. Just feels like you can kind of target a low – it's going to be a lower variance goalkeeper, which is nice as well. So Wait, wait, Jack, until, we, until 10.02 Eastern in the Discord – when like Maduke scores two minutes in and it's like, Oh, great. Oh, I thought you were going to say that uh, he's late scratched and a uh, Bournemouth tweets it at 10 one. And uh, oh, that may be no better. Maybe Chelsea <laughs> scored four goals and it's like, Oh, thank God. I didn't play uh, Randolph and or Travers and get negative three. Yeah. Maybe Chelsea scores four goals. I, I will, I will fade you at that on that one, Jordan. Um, no one wants to hear any more of our goalkeeper thoughts. So let's talk about how we can win some GPPs. Um, I want to think, I was thinking about who we can play at the forward position and who's going to be popular. And I actually have some GPP opinions. So if you don't mind me, I can give a couple thoughts and then you can roast my takes. So I do like Bournemouth pieces in GPPs for this because I think Chelsea stink and I think Bournemouth are at home and, you know, they still need points to ensure their safety in the league. And everyone's pretty well priced like Dango at 5,800. He could get eight points in a goal. So there you go, 20 points. You need guys who can get 20 points if they score. A Christie at 5K makes plenty of sense if you're going to play him with Bournemouth pieces as well. And how many people are going to play a $7,700 Dominic Solanke on this slate if he starts? Like, absolutely no one. So from a large field point of view, you could get a cheeky 4% brace from a Solanke at that price. That seems completely within the range of outcomes. I mean, it's not a good play, but if I want to beat 2,500 other people, it's something I'm considering trying out. Um, the other player I like, because I'm going to be playing a lot of Pedro Poro, is Wilfried Zaha. How many people are going to spend $8,000 to Wilfried Zaha? And how many people would be shocked if Wilfried Zaha terrorizes this horrible Tottenham Hotspur defense? Um, Jordan, what do you think of my GPP tactics? Do you have something you else You missed in mind? the best play on the slate. Oh, who's the best play? You missed it. I thought you would go there. I'm like, okay, Jack's obviously going to go there, and I'm going to lose all my luster because I'm just going to say, yep, I agree with you. Uh, you, you went around everything other than the best play. I mean, I'm obviously in quote in, in asterisk. It's not the, the best button. play, right? It's the lot right. Uh, seventy-seven hundred. Ollie Watkins. Ollie. <laughs> Who's playing Ollie Watkins on the slate? You take a look at the standings. Here's here's the take. Other than the fact that he's going to be low owned, like he's going to be single digit owned on this slate. So like I I, I he's going to be less owned than than Zaha, I think even. Uh, Aston Villa is pushing for a, a European spot. Palace are safe. They have forty points. They don't care. Who cares? They have nothing to play for really. Wolves are pretty. They have thirty seven points. Pretty much safe. Right. Burnmouth is safe. I mean, like, it just feels like if anyone's going to go 90 minutes and try to actually score a ton of goals or something, it's going to be Villa, even though they're not the best offensive of teams. But Watkins most likely plays 90. I mean, they have nothing else to do. So, yeah, why wouldn't he play? Wolves, those players play, who knows, right? We take a look at, uh, uh, like, Palace. It's not like Zaha is 100%. So it's not like Zaha is like a lock for 90 minutes anyway. Uh, I just, I I don't know. It just feels like like Aston Villa, the team where you look at it and go, I don't think anyone's going to play anyone here. And they actually have a, you know, they're going to, it may come down to goal difference for them to get the last Europa League spot or something. Like, I don't know. Am, am I using that too much as a, t- like we do, we're heading into the last four weeks of the season. Like, this is the time where it's like, 
Aston Villa is known for playing their guys like 85 plus minutes. Like, dude, these are our best players. We already, you know, Leon Bailey's probably is out and Coutinho. Like, there's no one to come in for these guys. So why not play the plus 160 to score guy on a team that's... The Wolves gave up a million goals the other time. So, I mean, like, it's not like they're the most defensive of teams. No. I don't know. Am I am I weird no, to say that no. I'd rather play Watkins over anyone that you mentioned? No, that's fine. No. I mean, just those it, are all like, good takes. The cons- it, it would be, it's a very similar construction, Jordan. You can play like I would play like Ryan Crispy, Crispy, <laughs> Ryan Christie along with Dominic Solanke. But that's a very similar construction to McGinn plus. Uh, right, McGinn plus know, Watkins. Watkins. Yeah, right. that sounds like a great. I that's Jack Burkhardt approved, Jordan. Uh, Ryan, what do you think? No, I, yeah, I agree with with both those takes. I mean. I don't really know what else I can throw out there. I'm not going to recommend Leeds here away to City. Um, we've sort of talked about Chelsea. Yeah, I could get behind Solanke or Watkins. A lot of good points there. Palace, uh, I might as well mention the other guy. He might be lower owned than Watkins. What about Jordan Ayew? I, I like that all. I the, the thing the thing about the 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 Tottenham like. I don't think Totten keep a clean sheet. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't like, seem no. like it, right? <laughs> it doesn't seem like it. It's just a yeah. matter of that that Crystal. I don't necessarily see Crystal Palace having a lot of the ball. Like it almost feels like you're playing Crystal Palace players more for a goal, which is why I almost prefer Ayu over like Azad. Like well, Zah could take penalties, so that's a different story. Also, like over an Olise or an Eze, it just seems like a lot of Palace players are expensive. Yeah. For a team that's probably only going to get less than 50% possession. Yet I look at the Aston Villa side and go, I could see Aston Villa getting 60 plus percent possession in this game. And like, why can't I play Buendia or Ramsey or Watkins, McGinn, Matty Cash could be, man, who knows? Maybe Matty Cash is back. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I hope not. Right? Matty Cash is 44, whatever. But I'm just saying they're cheap, they're cheaper and the goal totals aren't really significantly different. And I think the ownership is not going to be significantly different either. And being that the fact that a lot of people are going to be playing Poro maybe means more people play Palace players in GPP. And I think the Aston Villa Wolves game is like, I don't think anyone wants, I think more people would rather say, yeah, Chelsea suck. Let me play Bournemouth. Right. Then yeah. Aston Villa against Wolves. Cause I think a lot of people would play like saw at gold. They're going to go, I'm going to build my lineup around chill. Well, Poro, right? Bueno, right? They look and they go, they look around, they go, oh, I don't have any Aston Villa players. And I'm going to, so I'm going to play side goalkeeper. So it's like, I think okay, that's exactly well, what happens a lot of times. Yep. Right. So you get a 23%, you know, on goalkeeper. It's like, dude, there's extra leverage there. And the, and the Aston Villa players are fairly cheap. I mean, we've seen Watkins be like 9,800 on some slates. Yeah. Right. Who says that he? I mean, dude, you can play Watkins in the same lineup that you play Holland and Mares. I mean, like it's 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 doable. It's not like you have to replace any of these people. Yeah, you get him in a midfield spot, right? Over right. You Mahrez. can even right. You can play him in a midfield spot, and you and you and you can play another Aston Villa player with it if you want to. Let's say you're not going to play Mares or Holland in the forward spot. Well, who do you play your second? You could play Buendia and Watkins together, right? You could play McGinn and Watkins. You could play. You could do yeah. so much stuff. At that price range, I think more so than a Kane or a Sun at the 9K range or or uh, or even like even like Eze and Zaha. It feels like you're not. You're, yeah, you're saving like 2000. But I don't know where I'm putting it as much. Yeah. But with Watkins, I think you save enough where it's like I can now now I don't have to play a 3K midfielder anymore. Yeah, and then you just get that correlation with one of these good five k five k level players. I'm telling you, um, I'm, I was Ryan. I'm telling you what I'm doing in the two forty five mega. Qual- oh, you, did you already? You already got all your tickets. You can't play that anymore. I, I'm rooting for you. Yeah, I, I, I can't okay. play it. Well, I, 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 should, I, I, I'm thinking I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, I'll play. It's a thirty eight man top three pay or whatever like that. Yep. I think I could play Watkins and maybe be one of only one, maybe or two people that have Watkins. I think so too. Yeah, that's a good call. Sounds like a great strategy for the price structure with that. Um, well, I think it's been almost an hour. It's a pretty good breakdown. Anyone else have any uh, takes they want to get off their their chest for this one? 
we'll see if mm -hmm. uh, Big Sam is indeed up there within the Mount Rushmore of managers and deserves to be mentioned with Arteta, Pep, and Klopp. But um, consider me a doubter. But you should consider me a believer in the rotowire.com cheat sheet. So if you're not a member, if you've enjoyed the show, please go to the cheat sheet, become a subscriber. You can try us out for 48 hours, join the Discord, see how much value we offer. Cheat sheet's one of the best tools. It makes all your research easy. And um, yeah, please join us. And uh, good luck, everybody, tomorrow. I hope you all finish second place in the contest I play in. Cheers. Thanks, guys. Good luck, everybody. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.